Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're going to talk insurance. Landlord insurance, renter's insurance, we're going to get into all of it. Welcome to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to walk you through all the behind the scenes of owning a rental property and what goes into property management. I'm Ben, I'm your host, and with me as always is Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to expert on all things property management. And today, I'm going to talk about something so exciting, insurance. Oh yeah, baby. Rental insurance, landlord insurance, renter insurance. There's a lot to it. Um, it's kind of daunting, but we're, we're going to do our best to go over it, even though we are both not insurance agents. Yeah. That, that's the ultimate disclaimer, right? It's yeah. like, Hey, listen to this and then seek advice from a real insurance broker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but this will be from uh, kind of from our perspective, right? Just yeah. as property what we managers see all yep. the time. Um, all right. So Eric, landlord insurance. It's a good idea, right? You should have it. Yeah. And so this is actually a conversation I, as I was signing up clients for years and years and years for OnQ, um, even as I was back when I was just an agent, um, is the first question people would ask, right? How much does my house rent for? And then what do I need? Do I need landlord insurance? Right. And so it's kind of knowing the difference, right? Be- because most, I'd say maybe, maybe it's half and half, but half of our, our landlords live in a home and then they move and they want to rent out that house. So they have what's called their, you know, homeowner policy. That is right. just, you live there as an owner occupant. It covers your things, the home, fire, flood, all that stuff, burglary. Um, but you do, you need to make a call and pick up the phone and talk to your insurance broker, your insurance agent and switch it to a dwelling fire policy. Um, and actually when, when we were, uh, we were just going through kind of, Hey, what's, what this episode is going to be. And I phoned a friend yeah. to, to, uh, to give us some, uh, a real expert, a, a real expert. Right. And I said, Hey, look, this is going to be a quick discussion in case I missed something. What would you say are the top things that landlords ask about and stuff like that? And he just, he just said, Hey, it's the basic stuff. But number one is you want to make sure and switch the policy to a landlord policy. Right. Cause the homeowner wants, even though you still own the home, if you're not living there, completely different. Yeah. Right? Un- unfortunately, we have had it where a client of ours, we manage the property. It's in our owner's agreement that they have to get these, these coverages, this uh, landlord policy, but they didn't do it. They had a flood. And we then, uh, maintenance sent out the restoration company, got the claim opened. Adjuster shows up and is like, huh, there's a tenant here. Oh, that's not the owner. Oh, they, they didn't, uh, this isn't covered. This peril's not covered. Um, decline, decline the claim. Oof. And tens of thousands of dollars they had to pay because they didn't have the adequate and right, correct coverage. Right. So that's very important. If you're listening to this and you have you don't know, just call your agent. Yeah, you, <laughs> and, you, you know, verify, f- f- figure that out. Um, but I, I took a couple notes just as as far as a normal uh, a landlord policy, kind of what the coverages are and what's not covered in general. Now, this is not again not coming from an insurance pro, but just from what we see as we facilitate um, our owners and tenants during claims and so forth. So like a, a, a dwelling fire policy for a landlord would cover things like the structure, which includes you know the driveway and the pool and the retaining wall and obviously the structure of the home. Um, personal property can be added if you want. So like that would be your fridge, uh, washer, dryer, um, which is pretty common to include in a rental. Yeah. And so if they're included, you probably, you need to decide, should I pay a little bit more premium and get those things covered as far, 
under the insurance or should I not include them, save a little bit on premium, but then not have coverage? Um, personal liability is a, is a big one. So I asked our agent too, I said, Hey, give me kind of the good, better, best as far as coverages. Right. Um, and he said, Hey, the minimum, which would be good is like a $300,000 liability policy. 500,000 would be your kind of better. And then 500,000 with an umbrella is your best. Right. And then there's different pluses and minuses, depending on if it's one house, two houses, five houses, 10 houses, you know, whatever it is. But personal liability is a big one. Your property management company, whether, you know, if you hire it or if you're self-managing, I guess you want to make sure you have adequate personal liability coverage. Right. Because that protects you yeah, if something as, happens and they come after you. Absolutely. And, and you want it too, to give the tenant, like you owe it to the tenant to have good insurance too. Sure. In case there is an issue, right? That, yeah. And you weren't negligent. It's just like, dude, freak accident. And it covers the personal liability. Um, but personal injury is part, another one that could cover um, loss of rents. Um, you know, if, if you have a flood and the tenant's displaced for three months and you have a mortgage payment, you're like, man, you want that loss of rents coverage. So that, right, so that would help cover the... Cover the, the rent that would be coming in okay. so that while the house is getting fixed. Um, things that aren't normally covered. And again, you could get some supplementary, but normally things like the tenant's belongings are not covered. Anything intentional. If you intentionally, I've heard horror stories. I think we've had clients do it and then they either get caught or man, they got away with that one. Yeah. But they'll, they'll kind of force a leak to happen to flood out the house or, yeah. you know, intentionally do Standard something. insurance fraud. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, just, just fraud. We were yeah. talking about that the other day. <laughs> yeah. Just mortgage fraud, insurance fraud, you know, yeah. um, you know, one big thing that you want to keep in mind if you have a home on the market is typically depending on your coverage and your policy, if a house is vacant for more than 30 days, then there are certain coverages that fall off. Um, so, so that's if you haven't moved tenants in, you're obviously covered still just the home, but if it's more than 30 days, yeah. certain things are not going to be yeah, covered things anymore. like vandalism and they call it malicious mischief. Mal yeah. I like that. You know, if somebody's going to go camp in there and damage some things, but it's been more than 30 days, right? that adjuster could come in and say, Hey, when did it go vacant? Oh, it's been more than 30. Boom. Denied. Yeah. You know? So yeah. That, that's a big one. It's one more motivating factor. Get your house rented. Yeah. Price it aggressively. Get that thing rented. And then um, another one that seems obvious, but things that aren't covered are wear and tear items. Right. Like if your AC goes out and the repair is $2,500 or the repair is not possible and you have to replace it, that's not an insurance loss. You know, it's not a, a apparel that's going to be covered under right. insurance. That would be more of a a separate topic, which is home warranties. Right, right. Like and we can touch on that. But um, so the difference is kind of like if a tree falls and crushes your AC, that's an accident, right? Yeah, yeah So absolutely. that might be covered. That, like, that would be covered. They'd probably replace the air conditioning. Right. Yep. But if it's just, hey, the AC stopped working, they're going to say, that's just normal yeah, it's, life cycle of the unit. Exactly. Okay. Yep. No, that's perfect. And I would just say the biggest question that landlords do have that you're probably asking yourself right now listening is, do I have adequate coverage? Right. Do I have enough coverage? And actually I asked our, my insurance uh, broker that I've used for many, many, many years. And I said, Hey, what's the most frequently asked question? And they said, is this enough? Is this yeah. enough? Cause for a lot of, a lot of landlords, a lot of you listening, your rental, maybe it's one, that's the biggest investment outside your personal home that you own. Yeah, it's probably absolutely. worth more than your stock portfolio, your 401k, you know, it's your biggest investment. 
don't go skimping on insurance. Right. You know, oh, I want to save $200 a year on this premium that over the course of a year is $20 a month. Yeah. And you're going to get short-sighted if there's ever a, uh, a claim. So um, I've been involved as a landlord in, I think, three insurance claims. And one of them was is made me become a believer, right? So my insurance broker, like I said, I won't name him on here, but um, the uh, he set me up with insurance on my fourplex, and it's expensive. You know, it's four units, and it was it was more a lot more than a single family home. It's like okay, whatever. Well, a leak happened in a bathroom, and uh, this is back. If you guys have been listening to prior episodes, this is back when I self managed, right? Before <laughs> that, you knew better. Oh yeah, before I knew better. You know, this was almost ten years ago. And, you know, there was a leak in behind the shower or something. Okay. And I walked in and I'm stepping on the tile and it's wet under the tile. So Oof. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. I call my agent. He opens a claim. The adjuster comes out after they had, you know, the restoration company dries it out. And the restoration company and the adjuster showed up and they're like, oh, man, um, this leak backs up to three other bathrooms in your three other units. And this is actually going to be four different claims if they're, if the source isn't the same or something, I, I can't even remember, but then they pulled out something, pulled out the policy and it's like, Oh, well you have added coverage for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. We're out. We're going to be able to loop this into one big claim and you're totally covered. And they gutted four bathrooms Oof. and replaced everything for one deductible. Did your heart skip a little? Yeah, and I was there? like, I was like, dude, this is either a thirty thousand dollar issue or yeah. a fifteen hundred dollar issue, right. you know, for the yeah. for the uh, deductible. So, to my insurance agent's credit, he got me that premium coverage for right. that freak accident, the pinhole leak behind the wall, and it damaged all these units. I had loss of rents for all the units. The tenants all moved out and moved in different places, and I got rent until that thing got done. So. Oof. And it's just because he gave me premium coverage. Right. Um, last year, I'm this is the last one I'll, I'll kind of share, but last year I had a uh, a hose bib backed up or some sort of leak, another water, all minor water issues, but it leaked from the outside in into the master bathroom. Uh, the property manager set up the claim, did everything. And this is back when, when on cue managed everything. Right. I just got a call from the, uh, the property manager. Hey, you have a leak. I was like, all right, yeah, send somebody out. They call me from on site like, hey, this is way worse than we thought. Restoration came in, cut everything up. Um, and they redid the whole master. They did part of the kitchen, all new flooring, all this stuff for 1500 bucks. my deductible. I'm just like, dude, because I had fantastic coverage, right. the tenant got up in a hotel covered by the insurance. The I got loss of rents. I got you know all this other yeah. stuff. So I, I'm a believer of just over insuring and making sure I'm covered. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure, you know, I've, sure. I've, I've seen both sides. Um, so we were just on that subject, but like self-managing, you, you did that for a long time and yep. you still had insurance when you did that. But what, it, what does that look like? If you're in a property management company, is your insurance different as opposed to self-managing or is it? Well, technically it wouldn't be different. Like you okay. could have the same, but one thing that uh, if you are shopping for property management companies, ideally they'd have at least a minimum, right? That's like, yeah. hey, minimum you need 300,000 or 500,000 liability, or hey, if you have a pool, you gotta have this, or you gotta have these different safeguards. And it causes you to question, do I have adequate coverage? Right. Um, I'm hoping that when people sign one on with us, that's what happens, right? It's in the contract. We mention it like, hey, make sure you have at least these bare minimums. 
So it's not that the insurance coverage would change, but maybe it, yeah. maybe hiring a professional will give you a little bit more insight and you'll shop it. You'll try somebody else. Yeah. It'll answer uh, that question for you. Is there enough coverage? They've seen it all. Yeah. You know, we've seen it all here. So we'll tell you. So I, I would say as far as having the, the insurance, nothing really changes. Maybe you shop it. Maybe you check your coverages. But I think what does change is when a claim happens, if I'm self-managing, I might have a contact or two, text some buddies, post right. on Facebook. Hey, does anybody know a plumber? But when you have a professional manager, they've got that relationship with vendors, right. plumbers, electricians. Um, like we have restoration specialists that, hey, if it catches on fire, we're going to send these guys. If we if, if it's a flood, these guys are great. If it's a mold thing or if it's asbestos testing or if there's NESHAP or there's, you know, other, you know, specialties, we have all those relationships already. Whereas if I'm self-managing, I might not, might not have that stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch briefly on because I'm a renter, um, renter's insurance. Oh yeah. It's, we require it at property at, uh, on key property management. Yeah. I know I'm assume most property management companies do, but even if they don't, you would say it's a good idea for renters. Yeah. It's a, it's a. Yes, the short answer is yes, Ben. Moving on. Yeah. But, uh, the the truth is the um, not all leases or property managers or landlords require it, and it's a big okay. it's a big liability for the uh, for the landlord. It's like no, your renter must have renter's insurance. Yeah. Minimally, you know, minimum coverages. You know, um, it really is hard when so we we've always required it. But now we have better processes in place to make sure they have it. To verify. To verify yeah. they have it. Whereas before we'd check, they have it, but maybe they canceled the policy and they didn't correctly add us as additionally unsured. We weren't notified. Something happens and they're like, oh, I canceled that coverage. Yeah. Like, well, dude, the house flooded and ruined all your stuff. The landlord will rebuild the house, but his insurance isn't going to cover any of your stuff. Yeah. Right? And so they're, they're out of luck. So it's not only for the tenant, absolutely. They absolutely need it. It's a, it's a necessity, but it needs to be required in the lease. I can't tell you how many leases we do take over that don't require it. And so then we're taking over a lease that doesn't require it. And so at renewal, we'll renew them on our lease and they're required to, to right. have the insurance at that point. Um, you know, and these are things, you know, I, I made a couple notes cause I didn't want to forget this on the fly here, but you know, renter's insurance typically covers things like contents right. up, to, up to a certain amount, 10, 20, 30,000, whatever it is. You know, if there's a flood and your laptop's on the ground, it's like your $2,000 laptop gets gets taken, um, you know, clothes, furniture. If there's a apparel and the electricity goes out, all the food in your fridge went bad, you know, right. stuff you don't even think about. Yeah. It's like, oh man, to fill up your fridge is 500, maybe a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Your fridge and freezer. Um, burglary is a big one. So, um, which it's funny cause in the insurance world, theft and burglary are different things. Right. Typically, we were talking about this. Yeah. Theft isn't covered cause that's like no forced entry, no police report. Yeah. But burglary is like forced entry, police report and all that stuff. Yes, it's covered. But when you say, Hey, my wedding ring went missing yesterday. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not covered. Um, you know, so it's absolutely necessary Yeah, as a renter. Um, I haven't personally, when I've rented, had to exercise my my policy. You know, I've yeah. never had to pay deductible and get something. Have you? Oh yes, yeah. I uh, moving into a rental property out here in Arizona. It was the first house we moved into out here, and we'd been in the house for like maybe two weeks. And 
So we still have stuff in boxes. We just moved from another state. Garage is filled with boxes of, you know, belongings that we haven't even brought into the house yet. And the water heater like exploded. I mean, just <laughs> flooded. There was like, yeah, you it, know, it has to happen right after you move in. Too. Exactly. Right. So we just have cardboard boxes that are like almost floating in yeah. here, you know, and uh, we're freaking out and called and we had great renter's insurance. I, yeah. And it was one of those things where you don't, in my head, I'm like, we have great coverage. And then I'm going, but do we? Until yeah. that guy gets there and, and yeah. starts, you know, telling us what's covered and what's not. I was panicked, you yeah. know, like, is this covered? Well, I don't well, even know. And the thing is, you think you look at policies and it's like up to hundred thousand. You're like, dude, it's way I don't have a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff or yeah. whatever. But then there's so many exclusions, so much, you know, fine print and red yeah. tape that you're like, you really don't know unless you really look into it what's yeah. going to be covered or not. We we were fortunate. We had a great experience uh, with our insurance, and the guy came out, and it was a five hundred dollar deductible, and we had probably twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff replaced. Yeah. You know, no, and we've seen tenants that got good coverage. We have crazy issues, right? We had somebody who on Fourth of July put fireworks in the, in the garbage that. can, and yeah. the garbage can melted and caught the house on fire. You know, the the owner's insurance ended up covering the building. But the renter's insurance, they paid a hundred thousand dollars to the tenant to help recoup, you know, as yeah, they, they had it capped at a hundred, but you know, they they paid out, you yeah. Know? And so, um, it's a necessity when you say, should renters have insurance? It's just a short yes, period, no exceptions, yeah. They, they, they need to have it. Um, there are tons of different avenues you can get supplemental, you can get you know, double insurance, like health insurance, you can double, yeah. you know, double up or whatever, but yeah, definitely a necessity. I remember before I got married and had kids and stuff like renter's insurance would never have been on my radar. Cause oh, yeah. I'm like one guy and I own like a backpack worth of things, you know, and that's <laughs> your, it. Your guitar and your amp. That's dude. it, man. That's <laughs> it. Uh, what else do you need? And then, uh, you know, now it's like, I have four kids and my wife yeah. and all of our stuff is in this home and it adds up real fast. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you can get it. It's, between 15 and $50 a month, you yeah. know, you know and, and it can range obviously depending on how much stuff and what you want covered, but it's not hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah. It's not health insurance. It's not car insurance. Right. You know, it's, and, uh, it's just as important as those, you know, yeah. as far as, as far as that goes. So, um, so we kind of mentioned it earlier and I want to touch on home warranties, oh, yeah. which are not our favorite things here. Always they're, they're yeah. tough. It <laughs> is tough. I actually had, who was it the other day? Oh, I was talking to, I was at church talking to somebody in the hall. We were talking about property management and real estate and stuff. And they're like, Eric, do you recommend home warranties? This is yeah. an older lady. I don't know why that I'm trying to impersonate her voice there. <laughs> Spot um, on. But uh, what about those home warranties? You know? And I'm like, honestly, I hate them. I yeah. hate them. And, and she's like, really? She was just like, so, you know, enthusiastically, I really, why, why don't you like them? And I mean, my biggest reason for not liking them is because as a property manager, they are slow and inefficient and they, in general, this is a generalization. They assign some bootleg vendors, man. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, you know, an AC issue in July. We're in Arizona. It's 115 degrees on a Friday night. And they say, I'll be there next Thursday. Yeah. And the owner's like, yep, have my home warranty. It's covered. And we're like, no, dude, you can't wait till next Thursday. Right. Unless you want to pay for a hotel for a week in the meantime, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, so for AC stuff in the summer, it just doesn't make sense to have a home warranty in Arizona. So if you're buying it for your AC unit as a landlord, that's a tough sell, man. Yeah. Um, 
I do feel a little bit differently about it if Ben, if you owned your house and you got a home warranty for you, because you and your wife would be like, hey, we're doing this and we'll we'll roll with the punches. Like, we'll, Yeah, we'll we can make that call we'll make, for ourselves. We'll make that call for ourselves. Yeah. But when you're doing it and you're displacing a tenant's experience and their, their pure enjoyment of the home to save a hundred bucks or yeah. 200 bucks or 300 bucks, you know, I, I rarely see that a home warranty saves you thousands of dollars. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, no, you pay 500, 600 bucks a year and then you pay the service call every time. And then I'm like, you're a thousand bucks into this thing. You saved maybe 300 bucks and yeah. you created so much work for yourself and so much work for your property manager and the experience for the tenant, I promise you is not great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're literally displacing someone's life you know, yeah. a lot of times. And, and we always say this, but it's not intentional and yeah, yeah. are malicious. You know, it, you think of warranties, like I got a warranty on when I buy something new, like, yeah. of course, you know, it sounds like a great thing. And you don't realize how many hurdles, how little it's saving you and how many hurdles you, yeah. you might be and going even, through. Even if it is saving the landlord a little bit of money, just do keep in mind the, the tenant's experience with it. Right. I mean, it's like, hey, if you save a hundred bucks on every plumbing repair, it's like, ah, hopefully you don't have multiple plumbing repairs a year. <laughs> you know, it's like, and and I can tell you that most of the time, people that bring over home warranties at the, when it's time to renew, they just realize, do you know what? I only used it once. It didn't, I paid all this you know, money. I paid all yeah. this money. I'm just going to take maintenance as it, as it comes. And usually you save in the long run. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan for that reason. Um, yeah. And we have seen so many things denied. I mean, it's like, oh, my home warranty will cover it. They go out and they're like, oh, this isn't covered. It's like, like you said, it fits in perfect with insurance. Yeah. But home warranty's job, similar to an insurance adjuster's job, is to find ways to get out of covering it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, we totally cover the AC, but we don't cover uh, whatever, uh, Freon. Yeah. And it's like, well, but, dude, that's like half the cost of the repair. Yeah, that's that's five hundred dollars of the repair. Oh, yeah, the AC doesn't covered. work without that. <laughs> but yeah, so so I don't know. I mean, are they worth it? I, again, it's another short answer. No, period. But if you already have one, hey, use it till it's done. And right. Reevaluate. I'm not going to tell you absolutely cancel it, but reevaluate. Sure. Ask your property manager if their life will be easier with or without it. And if you love your property manager, you'll take that into consideration. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and, and I think there is like, I know me personally coming into this business, I didn't know those were two different things, yeah. insurance oh, and warranties, uh, well, you know, a lot of people don't actually, it's funny you say that an owner recently, it was like two weeks ago, signed up with our service and they, they sent in their proof of insurance for the, for the property. Cause Hey, we have a minimum liability coverage right. that you got to have. She sent over, um, a copy of the home warranty and said, Hey, I can't find the personal liability coverage on here. And, and actually our sales guys like, Hey dude, check it out. She sent over the home warranty. Yeah. How do I, I don't want to like, and no, and just call it what it is. Say, Hey, that's the home warranty. Can you send over the insurance? Yeah. So they send over and she's like, they own it free and clear. And the reason that's important, I'll get to in a second, but she's like, Oh, Oh, I haven't got property insurance yet. And I'm like, no, it's, it's tenant occupied. A tenant lives there. We're taking yeah. it over. <laughs> It's not insured for yeah. fire, flood, all that stuff. And so we're like, no, 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 no. Here, here we gave her a couple of referrals and just said, hey, look, you got to get property insurance yeah. before you onboard this to, to our company. And that's why we have those minimum coverages. The reason I mentioned the mortgage is because it's not uncommon that when you own it free and clear, you've got to pay your annual insurance up front. And some people just forget or they don't realize it. Yeah. When you have a mortgage, your mortgage servicer requires insurance as part of the payment. 
Right. So you can't actually do it. And if you don't provide them with insurance, they buy it on your behalf and charge you. So if you have a mortgage, usually it's built in, but um, no, it's just, just this week. It was somebody yeah. didn't know the difference between home warranty and insurance. They paid the $600 for the home warranty thinking it was insurance for the property. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, that's everything but insurance. <laughs> yeah. It, it literally would cover the AC if it stopped working, but if the tree next door crashed through the house, yeah, you're or, just out of luck. Yeah. If it, the house burns down, it floods. The yeah. tenant does something malicious. It's like, no, you have no coverage. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny yesterday when we were going through and prepping for this and you kept talking about people, you know, oh, I'll just leave it under my name and not say it's tenant dwelled. Is that okay? Because it's cheaper rent. And you're like, it's just mortgage fraud. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's a whole different topic because we'll, we'll get people that, <laughs> that were like, and you know what? This actually is an insurance question is, so somebody buys a home as their second home, their vacation home, right? Yeah. Because it requires less down payment, 10% down instead of 20% down for a, an investment. And the interest rate is slightly better. So they'll be like, oh yeah, lender, uh, it's my second home. I'm going to go visit Arizona. Oh yeah, cool. Close the loan. The day after closing, they call us, hire us to rent it. Yeah. And then we have a claim and you know, an insurance claim happens during the tenancy and it gets denied because they have it insured as a vacation home, not as a rental. Right. You know? And so it's like, you know, two things here, just simple mortgage fraud, yeah, no big you know. deal, you know? And I say that jokingly, by the way, that is a big deal. I do not condone that behavior. Fraud of any kind, not great. But it, it's mortgage fraud and insurance fraud. Yeah. You know, so, it, and I throw fraud around like it's no big deal, but we've had we've had people get VA loans, FHA loans, and then they call us to manage it. Yeah. And it's not our problem. I mean, I didn't, it, we're not involved, but I'm sitting there going like, you just signed that you're going to live here for at least 12 months as your primary residence. Yeah. Got in here with a sneaky low interest rate and a low down payment. And now we're managing it. And it's like, it's just this weird, like, well, at least go get landlord insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably think too, like not even like, you know, trying to be sinister. They're just like, oh, I found a loophole. Oh, yeah. It's cheaper if I do it this way. Totally. And then it's like, yeah, man, you're not the first one to think of that. No, and, and now I, nothing is covered. No, no, I've got some friends that do an insurance podcast there. And by the way, we're not the insurance professionals again, but they, they'll even say like, do not shop rate or insurance just based off rate. Yeah. Like I promise you it's not worth going to the lowest bottom of the barrel online insurance. Like I like having a broker that it lives locally and I can call and text. Yeah. Like I love that because when I have an insurance claim, I text him a thing, call him, whatever. He opens the claim and gets it done. Yeah. Online is probably a little cheaper. These big national brands. Sure. But I, I, I pay for top tier quality and top tier, you know, coverage. So yeah, if you call it a that. national brand, cause you're going to do a podcast today to run through questions. Yeah. They're probably not answering <laughs> the phone, but that guy answered yesterday. Oh dude. I even said, Hey Ben, <laughs> let me call him. I put him on speaker. Yeah, answered like, right away. And answered two rings, called me by name. Yeah. So dude, how's your day going? Walked through everything. Yeah, it was so. awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps it up. Like when it comes down to it, make sure you talk to a professional yeah. about insurance. Make hey, sure you're covered. Yeah, that, that's your uh, that's your takeaway. Do you have adequate coverage right now? Yeah. Or when you buy your rental, use don't just take your insurance agent's word for it about stuff. Call an insurance professional and say, hey, do I have adequate coverage? Do yeah. I need to change my coverage? Yeah. And if it's a little bit more, it's probably worth it. Yeah. Totally. In the long run, you get what you pay for. And then like consult consult your insurance professional. Don't listen to this and, yeah. <laughs> and make changes just based off me and Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're making life changes based on what we say, 
that's rough. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for us this time. Um, be sure to uh, follow the podcast and leave us five star review if you can. It really, really helps out. And we will check you guys next time.